Everyone could just have like speedos on, you know, like the uh, the Borat speedo, you know, the the green one that comes over the, uh, oh, the shoulders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I could see Jared. What a sight! That would be a sight to be. <laughs> And what is up? It is White Trash Donnie. Welcome to the Sloppy Syndicate Show. We have none other than a young other in the house tonight. We will bring them on shortly. Um, and I have had a hell of a day with tech issues. Uh, so a big shout out to Ken, the content coach, uh, for helping me through my issues. And it was as simple as hitting one button that I was not hitting. So we are good to go on the Rodecaster, the Sony and the computer. So, boom. So, we are going to call in the stars of the show, uh, Young Other. Uh, they are based out of Massachusetts, a rock band. Uh, recently won Battle of the Bands. Um, so, very exciting news. And we will bring them in now. And let's welcome Young Other. Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's up, <laughs> Thank you so, so much for having us here today. Uh, it's a pleasure having you guys on the show. I know you guys are busy, extremely busy, and prepping for the tour coming up within a month. Um, so you're based out of Massachusetts. So yeah, tell uh, tell the fans a little bit about yourself and how you got started, and we'll go into some Q&A and just chat it out. So Sounds good. So my name is Adam. I am the drummer for Young Other, and this man right here, Dale, the lead singer and storyteller of Young Other, and... Um, he started this band up a long, long time ago. Very maybe, long time. What, like eight years Tw almost? Yeah, 2015 uh, with, with Brandon, who's not here today. But um, we, we found Adam back in 2019. And literally, I think a month later, uh, his first show, we opened up for Puddle of Mud. And uh, it's, been, it's been great ever since. Yeah, I, he just was reaching out to me through DMs. And he's like, hey, you know, you're a pretty solid drummer, man. How'd you like to come join my band? And I was like... <laughs> I mean, sounds cool. He's like, all right, just a couple of questions. Are you, uh, are you 21? I was like, uh, <laughs> nope, not quite. I think at the time I was what, like 16 or 17? 17. He's like, uh, do you look 21? I was like, nope. <laughs> Can you at least grow a beard? I was like, nope, I'm not checking any of your boxes, man. Oh no, but here I am. And then he's like, like by the way, we're opening for Puddle of Mud in a month, so uh, learn your shit, right? <laughs> that literally, literally was it. I was like, well, I don't really have a choice. I either learn it or I don't. So Yeah, right. it, it happens. Dude, it did. It was such a good show. Oh, I know. That was such a fun time. Uh, I love, yeah, that was in the, the Fet, Fet Music Hall in Providence, Rhode Island. Such a okay, nice sweet. venue. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um, so it dates back to uh, 2019. Obviously, you started the band prior to 2019. Uh, your first EP came out in 2019, and that was Between the Few. Um, so I must say there's three songs on there that I love. So Love Blind and uh, Oblivion are my top two. Yep. And then uh, Leave It Behind. That's uh, 2022. That's your newest uh, release. Um, and then you did a couple covers in between. Um, so tell us uh, a little bit about your songwriting um, what do you guys kind of envision when you sit down to write a song, uh, produce the song, and uh, you know where does that take? Where does that journey take you? I think we kind of like all look at where we're at as as a band. Like, I mean, especially with the newer stuff that we have coming out, we just kind of look where we're at in our lives, and we just sit there and I mean, even the instrumentals of the song speak 
the level of emotion that we're, we're kind of going through, whether it's the, the heavy drums or the pulled back drums with certain t uh, techniques or, uh, you know, certain guitar lifts, whether, whether it's clean or, or distorted and, and different tones and stuff. And then when it comes to lyrics and stuff, um, it's very, uh, lyrics kind of based around my life mostly, but I mean, it, it ties in with whatever we're feeling. Cause I talk to the guys too. So we all just kind of do like a, Hey, how, how you guys been doing? kind of thing when we sit down before we write these songs and it's we i just kind of sit there collect everybody's thoughts and emotions and we i take it to my room where i always sit down and spend some time writing the lyrics and vocal melodies for it and uh we kind of piece it together and yeah. it's a collaborative uh emotional piece yeah we literally will just sit there and within five minutes we're all just crying and like oh. in the studio right <laughs> but it the emotion comes out and we put it on the table and it's honest. piece it around and there's every part of our songs really is just there's meaning behind it you know mm -hmm. and i think that's pretty cool yeah and, and that's very some important. of the songs are um you know they start out very mellow and then they go into the riffs and then you know the the hard rock and you know so you're kind of very diverse within each song so i wouldn't say you know every song is identical you know as far as you know there's some bands that Every song sounds somewhat similar, but this, mm -hmm. um, you know, the majority of your songs are all kind of different as far as the riffs and, and the vocals and things like that. Um, so that's something to be appreciated as a, you know, someone that listens to, you know, music and enjoys music. Right. Um, so we also have some huge uh, news. You guys did win uh, the Danny Wimmer Presents uh, with the Space Zebra, the Battle of the Bands. Mm -hmm. um, so that's huge. Um, you won your bracket and... Uh, so they break it up by region. So you won your regional bracket. Um, so therefore, you get to go on tour with Escape the Fate and not only play that, uh, play with uh, Escape the Fate and several other bands, but you get to play the big stage at Rockville. So how does that yeah. feel? Yeah, it's it's freaking nuts. <laughs> I don't know like, if it's really set in yet. No, it hasn't. It hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't hit me. I think it will when we pull out of the driveway and go to, you know, <laughs> North Carolina. start the tour. Yeah. Oh, um, man, dude. It's just been surreal, honestly. It's such a big experience, and we're so excited. And oh, honestly, it's just doesn't seem quite real. I think I think the craziest part is so we kind of did this whole thing. You know, uh, the Danny Wimmer com uh, competition happens through Twitch, and right. back in 2020, when everything shut down, we as a band wanted to still be able to perform and, and play for our fans because we miss them and we want to be, you know, we're very social. We're a very social yeah. band. And so our producer, Nate, um, we, we went and talked with him and everything. And he's very, very high tech. And he was like, hey, let's let's live stream. And we're like, all right, well, what do we need to do? And we invested. We've invested a lot of money wow. and time into this. And we didn't know whether it would pay off or not. But people were really enjoying like being able to sit that in their living room, have a multi-camera uh, professional audio live stream that even right. if they donate to it, launches smoke geysers right in our space. Like, so it was very interactive. And uh, we just started investing more and more time into it. Don't and all of a sudden, that. this thing popped up in February. And it, it's like it all paid off two years later. Like, it's you, you can't make it up. Like right. it's, it's like full it's, circle. Yeah. It, 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 we weren't expecting it. Honestly, we just were doing what we could to put our music out there and with how the world was, it was wicked hard to find a show or even get on one. Yeah. So right. we just figured that was the best. Well, I was even skeptical at first cause I was like, okay, yeah, like Twitch streaming, but like, how is that going to really progress anything? And right. it did. And I was like, okay, wow. Like 
this is this is really cool and it just kept building up and building up and then eventually got us to where we are Sixteen thousand people watched this live stream on that competition when we were on the the, the last round there and it it's was like five hundred thousand unique viewers or something yeah five hundred thousand unique That's viewers over the whole entire stream but it's just Nuts. like the fact that we streamed a performance of six thousand that's a, that's our big show until we play rockville yeah right like, <laughs> even if they were on the other side of the screen relaxing having a beer I they saw it and it's it's right. cool to reach that many people and, and they still got to enjoy live music per se whether it's on their tv computer or, or whatnot um so we got a couple folks in uh the chat so let's uh and say hello to them. So Dan C digging the Detroit hat and then hello young other love having a friend like Donnie to introduce me to new music. So uh, Dan C is the go to the beard community. Uh, Ellie. So what's up Ellie. Thanks for joining us. So folks, if you have any questions for uh, young other, don't be scared to put them in the chat. Uh, we're going to spend about a half hour with them this evening. Um, I know they are super busy. Uh, working on music again a tour coming up within a month with escape the fate uh rockville coming up in two months which i will see i won't see you guys in tampa we've already discussed that but i will see you at rockville yes. um it's gonna be so sick. maybe we can do a live interview after your stage performance uh oh, at rockville yeah, or something like that. that um so it's unfortunate i won't see you in tampa but i will see post profit in tampa mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um looking back at uh your music career what kind of got you intrigued or what started you um, down the road of choosing the path in music. Um, honestly, my story. yeah, my <laughs> music path was started very young. Um, my parents are both really into music, like good stuff, you know, uh, rock and roll and metal, and they just were cranking music since I was a baby. And um, when I was about three years old, my um, neighbor she pulled into our driveway with like a little drum set in the back brought it in our front door and my parents are like, Oh no, what have you done? And I sat down and started banging away, making all sorts of noise. And they kind of just watched and realized I kind of had a little bit of rhythm. So, uh, they signed me up for drum lessons and the guy was like, we don't really take kids this young. Honestly, we don't take them until they're about like six or seven, but I mean, we'll pull him in and see what he's got. And I came out like an hour later, the dude's like, this kid's got, it. this kid's got it. So, so I've that's Travis Barker. 15 years since then, <laughs> I stopped taking lessons a while back. Recently started up again with a different person, and it's going really good. But um, I've been playing for like 17 years. Okay. That's so insane. Out of my, out of my 20 years of existence. I've, I don't know anything but drums, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Because okay. I live it, and I breathe it pretty much. So that's awesome. Wow. Uh, it's just part of me i i don't even know it's just literally your prodigy it's part of me. It <laughs> i love it but uh so kara uh says hey dale and adam sending big love from australia so how we doing cara hey what's up cara oh my gosh we love cara she is she she found us literally right before the pandemic um started and we were on tour with a band called delacoma uh he's he's from australia we were on tour with them oh, up sweet. In, okay. uh, the northeast and everything shut down he had to get back but she discovered us because we were on that tour with them yep. and then we just started doing all these things and like that's why we love love live streaming because we have so many fans that live across the the world right. that we're able to like perform for that yeah. we wouldn't be able to otherwise and it's it's awesome it's such a good feeling that's like global social networking yeah so, it is it is, it is. But, um it's so cool mm -hmm. yeah it must be what like 
midnight for her right now? Uh, no, she's 12 hours ahead of us, so it's hours. like probably like 6 a.m. Oh, wow. Oh, early show for her. I know. Good oh. oh, man. Uh, we got MVK in the house. What's up, MVK? Thanks for joining us. Uh, MVK, maybe, possibly Brian. Maybe. Maybe. Brian. Hello, maybe Jesse. Brian. Maybe Jesse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so, yeah. And uh, for you, what was your kind of musical influence? What led you down the path of taking, uh, you know, the approach to a creating so, a band and a musical career? I guess, like, um, my uh, – so my family – uh, my grandmother and my grandfather are from Canada and stuff, and a very, very like poorish area up in way up in Canada, like 16 hours north of Massachusetts in New Brunswick. Wow. And uh, they'd be like, they just, you know, my, my grandfather can play the mandolin, the violin, um, the guitar, anything, anything that's got a string. My grandmother was really good at spoons and singing and stuff like that. That's so cool. And um, I, it just kind of came into the the like just the gene pool, I guess. And I've never had a, like, I've never had lessons. I've never, I've always been self-taught. My parents didn't even know I sang until like, I started being like, yeah, can you drive me a band practice when I was like 16 years old? Um, but like, I, I just, I think I was 14 and I started like really connecting with music in, in, uh, middle school and stuff when I was being bullied and stuff. And I was like, why do I feel this? Like, why, why is this? And then it didn't, really register with me until I was in 10th grade and I had an English teacher who was like, Hey, it was like the poetry semester. And my, my teacher was like, Hey, you're like really good at like writing, like, like just like emotional things. Like, are you like into music and stuff? It's like, Oh yeah, I kind of like music and everything. And then he kind of like showed me how to start applying that into melody and different things for songs. And I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And I, I was like, okay. And I, I love, you know, listening to music and, and, and what the lyrics meant. And he helped me kind of work on my, my lyricism. And, uh, it's, it's what really kind of set me on a path. And I was like, I want to do this. I want to be able to write how I feel because that's the only way I'm able to explain it. I can't just say how I feel like, because the weight of the instrumentals on top of the lyrics, it's like, it's just that, that coding that really like amplifies that emotion. And between the few, for me, that's like the biggest, like, probably the most emotional song yeah. that we've had out currently uh to date where where it really reflects that as a band but i mean the songs we have coming out and oh, it's it's the emotions nuts. are heavy the 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 instrumentals we've we stepped our game up we have a lot of, of, of amazing tracks coming up this over the next just year wait and a half. i know yeah, it's, it's there bucket we're just gonna <laughs> dump it all over the place uh so i got a hilarious story here shortly but let me uh go through the chat Stephen herbert cool interview thanks for joining us Stephen. Uh, jason esser what's up uh good to have you in here jason um and mbk brian should be here shortly and speaking of brian there he is so <laughs> hey, there we go. Brian. thanks for joining <laughs> us so yeah i was um i always wanted to play the drums as a kid and as a kid, same same kind of deal you had. I got the annoying little drums where I would sit there and just beat the heck out of them for hours at a time. Uh, so once I got into middle school, I, I went into band, and unfortunately, the uh, the drum section was full. So I couldn't get into the drum line. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll play something until something opens. And so I picked trombone. And I used to always chew gum. Like, it, it never failed. I'd have I'd chew gum all day long, every day. Um, so finally, after numerous times, they've called my parents, everything, I'm still chewing gum. So I got kicked out of band and this is how I got kicked out of band was for chewing gum. So the last, the final straw, <laughs> the band professor calls me to the front 
draws a circle on the chalkboard, makes me put my gum on my nose, and I have to put my nose on uh, on the board for the entire class, and then I got kicked out. So that was the end of my band career. Oh, no. <laughs> that's like, why would they embarrass you like that? That's not right. I mean, this was years ago, so they're like, yeah, this like, you know. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh. And, and, and my mom's like, well, you deserved it. You should have listened, you know, so it yeah. is what, it, you know. Oh, no. But yeah, that was the end of my band career right there. Never, never went any further. So, <laughs> can you still play the trombone? I was gonna say, no, I haven't touched I mean, the trombone in, in years. So, yeah, yeah, I was like, I was kind of emotionally scarred Dude, because I had to put my nose right there. Right, is... right. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. <laughs> you gotta sue that guy right there. Oh no. And uh, yeah, so nose on the gum. Right. So. Yeah, I still have the trombone. Actually, sits in the closet. Ha- hasn't been opened. Hasn't been touched. So, <laughs> oh, but yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the trombone anyway. So um, I had my eyes set uh, or you know focused on the drums. Yep. Uh, so actually, uh, in my church group, um, I started to learn drums, and they were teaching me like you know one two two one two two one, and uh, I'm like ADD, so I'm like squirrel. So if I don't get something within like ten minutes, I'm like all right, I quit. I'm done. Like I don't get it. So yeah. Um, so yeah, that was the end of my drumming career. So yeah, nothing fared out in the music industry and music industry for me very well. <laughs> so here I am interviewing the talent. So. Hey, but you're, I hey, mean, you're, you're, it's a talent in itself to be able to bring, you know, new music to, to, to people. And like, people oh, yeah. really appreciate that, especially us as upcoming artists. Like this is an awesome opportunity to be a part of. And I enjoy it. So if they say you enjoy it. You don't work a day in your life, right? So this is a, a hobby of mine and, uh, you know, big things to come. 2022 is going to be a big year. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. for, I think even for the music industry, we're actually getting out going to the festivals again. And it's yeah. just kind of the, the world's opening back up a little bit. And uh, I know mental, you know, people have struggled with mental health uh, within the last two years, including myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is definitely warranted. And I'm sure everybody I wouldn't be surprised if this is the biggest Rockville. Um, I don't want to say of all time, but the biggest Rockville of the years I've been just because everybody wants to get out of the house and go to a festival. So, yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's like, I mean, me personally, mental health wise, ever since the pandemic hit, it was, oh, yeah. And I know it was for, I want to say, almost everybody got negatively affected. So, it's just going to feel so good to get back into it and just hug people. Yeah, I know. This is, I think, the start of the giant upswing that's going to happen because of this all. Oh, yeah. And we're we're social people as musicians. We want to be there and and with everybody. And and that's a big part of it, just connecting. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be awesome to just see so many faces. It's, oh, I can't wait. Yep. So I'm, I'm excited to see Rockville and just to see the sheer number of people out there. Um, they switched it. It used to be in Jacksonville. They do it at uh, the Speedway now. So um, it is definitely going to be uh, much more open and uh, they can have an entire, I mean, I don't know, probably a hundred thousand more than they could at uh, Jacksonville. So uh, Brian, Brian is actually saying 160,000 people over four days in November expect more in May for sure. So that was just in November. And the pandemic was still kind of going on. There's 160,000. So we'll probably hit, say, 200,000 would be my guess. If so, to like 30, even like 25. I don't even know. What am I saying? Like a thousand, dude. Like, if, right. Like, oh, like anything. anything. Oh. Just playing to people. I know. It could be two of them. 
as long as they're enjoying it. Awesome. It's our first time in Florida, so what an yeah, awesome place Yeah, our first Florida show ever. In- that's pretty crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, so that's going to be the first show in Florida, and uh, hopefully your biggest for uh, quite some time. Easily. So. Easily. Oh, we're so excited. Uh, so Nathan says, what's up, boys? What's no, up, Nick? Uh, that's our producer, Nate. Is it? Okay. What's up, yep. producer Nate? Thanks for joining us. Uh, Bearded Vato, what is this, a marathon? Yes, Vato, I have four shows today. So uh, <laughs> this is my go. third show. So thanks for joining in, Vato. I think I've seen you in the other two. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, probably has some gum stick still in the case. I probably do. I probably still have some gum stuck in my uh, the little mouthpiece there, oh, too. That's, right. been- <laughs> oh, no. that's where I thought the story was going. I thought you were going to go do a solo and just... Blew a bubble out the front of it. So, wasn't that cool of a story? But it was pretty cool. Now that I look back and had to stand in front of the class with gum on my nose, I was like, "Yeah, whatever." Uh, So, MVK Music Group, MVK Cares, which uh, is big with mental health. Um, So, uh, definitely, if uh, in the folks listening now or in the future on the podcast, uh, MVK Music Group, um, they do uh, take mental health very seriously and have a program called MVK Cares. Uh, so you can take a look at that. Um, uh, Donnie better be hanging with us at Rockville. Hey, I'm down for it. I'll see you guys yeah. in Tampa. Um, Limp Biscuit is coming. The show in Tampa is April 22nd, if I'm correct. And April 25th is Limp Biscuit in Tampa. So I'm like, dang, mm. two show. Like, yeah, I got to see Limp Biscuit. Like, that's my homie, like from high school, riding on the bus with my old little CD player, like listening to uh, Limp Biscuit. So, oh, man. Uh, now check that out. Obviously, the, the Tampa awesome. show and then Rockville. Uh, I'm going to try to go to Incarnation up in Ohio. Ooh, uh, yeah, just kind of travel, uh, kind of travel around, do what I do, interview uh, some of the bands, have some fun. Um, you know, that's why I got some of the the cameras. I got some drones uh, in the works. Um, right. That way, I can kind of uh, my theory behind that is video. You know, do my interviews. Um, you know, before the show and then and shoot the show. Uh, after the interviews are done, uh, so I got carrying cases for all you know the road, the computer, all that stuff just to protect it. Um, so it's going to be eventually uh, the show on the road. So that'll be awesome. a little bit fun. You got you're going to be living the dream. That's it right there. Once you're able to take it to the road, that's the dream. Like, oh my gosh. And that's that's how I look at it. And uh, you know, some of us, you know, some of my friends I talk to, uh, they're like, oh, you're crazy uh, because I'm we're looking at building a schoolie. Uh, so I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It's a, it's a school bus that's renovated into an RV. And oh, cool. literally you live in a school bus and just kind of travel around and drive from, you know, if you work remotely, you can go wherever you want to go. So, right. um, you know, and that's, that's what I'm working for, you know, setting up some of these businesses and different things like that, just so I can be remote and, and live the dream and get out of, uh, you know, corporate America and, and that's have to do with that. So. That's the idea. I mean, we have decent jobs, but it's just like no matter how much money we make, it make it's not going to like fill that little hole in your heart where it's like if I can make music every day, even if it's just getting by, that's all that matters. It's like being able to go out, play, come back right in the studio, go back out, play. Like that's that's literally what we're here for. Right. Uh, and Justin says Donnie is the new Nordwar. So. <laughs> oh yes, I've seen that guy. The interviewer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. So make it happen. Um, and uh, I seen somebody mention assless chaps. Wait, uh, all chaps all the time, Vato. Yeah. So I'm known for assless chaps in the beard community. Oh. Um, <laughs> and my mullet. So that's what uh, assless chaps and a mullet. 
Um, so I do stupid skit videos and different things like that. So that is so I just I just have some fun with it. And uh, Brian says, well, we'll see you before Rockville Taco Tuesday next week. Yep, we're meeting Taco Tuesday next week, obviously. But you want you to hang with MVK crew and Daytona. For sure, we will have a great time. Oh, yeah. and uh rock it out i'm I'm stoked this is going to be the first big festival um other than kraken fest which i was at um in february which wasn't obviously not nearly as big as uh welcome to rockville but um the used opened up we had Anne Berlin, the dev um werewolves a couple other bands uh, on the lineup so it was just That's nice awesome. to get out and you know actually you know an actual first concert in, in quite some time so right. um so another question for you guys. Uh, we don't have any coming in from the audience, so I will uh, take the rain. Uh, he says, no assless chaps on stage at Rockville. <laughs> oh, man, I promise I will not be doing no, Hey, he, not, he might, though, because he, he no, said something. No, I'm sitting down. I need some know. air. I need some breeze down there. <laughs> Especially in the Florida weather. Oh, I was actually, I was thinking that. Oh, it, no. Not only is it going to be disgustingly hot in Florida, care. we're going to be surrounded by asphalt in a giant circle just right third degree burns you know just run out in like a speedo get you like a little um a kiddie pool to put in the middle and then you, you know once yes. you get too hot you just jump in the kiddie pool and get back to playing the drums <laughs> So, yeah, I got all kinds of dumb ideas. Anytime you need a dumb idea, let me know. I got you. We'll so. definitely make the all <laughs> Justin, I do not. Uh, well, I could do my interviews in chaps. I, I don't know uh, if that would be frowned upon, but uh, I'm wearing my Daisy Dukes right now during this interview, if that counts. But, um, you know, so oh, no. keeping with the white trash theme. But, uh <laughs> So who has been one of your major, this is kind of a two-part question. So who's been one of your major influences in the music industry? Um, and second part of that question, if you could collab with or uh, open for or do anything with a band, uh, past or present, any genre, um, who would you go with? That's such a tough question. That is, that's a really... Past or present. Past. Yeah. And uh, Jared wants to know if he's allowed to wear assless chaps at the show. So no, Jared, no, he's, he's filling in for bass. No, that kid. No, no, no. We can't have that. He's he's already. It could be like everyone can just have like speedos on, you know, like the uh, the Borat speedo, you know, the the green one that comes over the, uh, oh, the shoulders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see Jared wearing. What a sight! That would be a sight to behold. <laughs> oh my god! Whole crowd would just do a one eighty. Oh my goodness! Um, um, so I'm I, still thinking. That's such a hard well, question. So I guess I, I'd have I'd have like a past one and a present one. Like presently, so like I we I mean our music is modern rock. We love adding modern elements to our music. But I mean, all of us are kind of very heavily influenced by older musicians and older styles of rock. But we love the modern element, and I guess that's why our sound is kind of like adapting very well to people because you have that you know a lot of people compare my voice to uh lane staley of alice in chains they have that okay. vibe off of it and then i get that I, yep i have that uh, that also like you know range and 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 stuff that's like you know brent, brent smith of shinedown so it's like you, we have that modern mix but the nostalgia mixed in with our music so it's like i'd love to sit down with like like Brent Smith or, or Danny Warsnop and Ben Bruce from Al Asking Alexandria. Cause I mean, those guys right now have turned a big side into rock 
and I love what they're doing. Oh, and yeah. I mean, Danny writes a lot of songs for different bands all over the place. Like he wrote one for Jelly Roll and a couple different people too. He's a very uh, talented musician. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I even like Lane Staley, I'd love to just like, like hear the raw power. And I mean, I feel like he was kind of before his time in some ways, especially with facelift and stuff like bringing the blues back into rock, uh, like in 1990 and stuff like that with, you know, being the founder-ish of grunge, uh, even before Nirvana came out. Uh, well, I mean, Nirvana was out, but 1992 is when they dropped their big thing and facelift was already out. Um, so it's like, I, I kind of love to, to experience that but then like i mean i i do love the modern side of everything because i feel like we did that well to that i think so I, it's it's yeah i'd agree with all that i'm trying to think my influences honestly are all dead <laughs> like when he so says a lot of my influences <laughs> are like old i would yeah like neil pert rush obviously john bonham uh scott phillips alter bridge drummer i would i take a little bit like honestly from everybody i just see a drummer and i like them and everybody has their own style and way to do it in different style and tone and um i think they're all just so amazing in their own way so i kind of just take and absorb all these different drummers and try to incorporate all of it right i feel like that's the best it could be is to just i don't know well take it yeah take it take it and put your own little twist onto it right yeah i definitely have inspirations but mainly i feel like i just drum how i feel and it seems mm -hmm. to be working yeah, yeah. And, and that's i get it because that's a loaded question for myself as well because uh i mean there's just so many artists that uh have influenced me or i would i'd, I'd love to be just on stage with garth brooks countryside mm -hmm. uh the goat of all time i grew up with him uh, Pantera, Ted Nugent, oh, yeah. just listening to them in my dad's old 5.0 Fox Body Mustang, driving like hell down the road. Nice. Uh, you know, just little things like that that bring back memories. And, you know, so Pantera, Ted Nugent, uh, and uh, Garth Brooks are the ones that come to mind immediately. So, wow. See, if we're thinking that, like, I'd love ZZ yeah. Top. Like, my ZZ dad Top. Was, oh, yeah. gave me so much ZZ Top when I was a kid. And it's just like, I love that. And I just uh, recently, not too long, uh, a couple of days ago, saw that picture that they they took oh, uh, so Billy Gibbons. He was playing his guitar and looking over at Dusty's hat, just sitting on the other mic. And it's like, oh my gosh! Like they they're the, like a year ago, right? Yeah, a little. And they they were the longest lasting original lineup band in in rock and roll history. And it's like, and they ripped like they just had that oh, feel good that. like rock and roll. And it's like, ah, it it, it it would have been cool. Like even just taking some of that and being like, yeah, like I love this riff and kind of like modernizing it and stuff. It's just it'd be cool to like bring some of that old stuff into modernness and like bring a resurgence to rock in, in some ways. And like, right. I, 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 this is so much, like this is so many possibilities. And, and what, you know, what I find in, intriguing about young other is you guys, like you said previously, you guys kind of tie in multiple eras, I will say, you know, di you know, different kind of styles of rock. So, um, so we got uh, a few more things going on in the chat. So let's hit that. Uh, Archie Mundo says, drummers can wear assless chaps. You can't even tell snare and bass drum will cover it up. There you go. Uh, <laughs> That's a good Jared says, fine, like he is disappointed. Uh, what's up, Bearded Accountant? Thanks for coming in. Uh, question from Justin Bell. Uh, most memorable gig and why? Yeah, that's a good one. That's like actually that. a good question to have now before we even play uh, this tour and stuff. My most memorable gig... Oh, uh, I would say 
probably one of our most recent shows, uh, we opened for Nina Strauss, who actually is the guitarist for uh, Alice Cooper. And she has her own solo project. So she came, she did a tour. Uh, we opened for her at Wally's Pub in New Hampshire. Um, that was a killer show. It was a Thursday. Dude. Yeah, it was a Thursday. And we were expecting like a decent, decent crowd. There ended up being like 250 maybe people. <laughs> and they were, everyone was having a great night. Everyone was just jamming out. I think, I think that's like the most memorable show because it's like, it was the first, like, we're back. Like we had feel. been pretty quiet okay. for a while, mm-hmm. show wise. And so just, to get back out there and just have it be a wicked sick show felt really good. Like that's something I'll always remember. It was like that was the show that just said after two years of like really not being able to do anything, like, like playing performance wise, we stepped on that stage with like two hundred fifty people. It was like, dude, we still got it, man. Let's make this yeah. happen. It felt right. really cool. You're back. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. specifically because uh, it just felt wicked legit. Like they had, they were setting up like the whole barrier up front of the stage, mm-hmm. clicking it in, and everyone was like waiting at the barrier. Mm-hmm. I was like, usually I just go wait at the barrier and watch a band, but now I am the band, so <laughs> right. it was just kind so. of cool to be on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, it, was, it was awesome. Very, I mean, awesome staff and everything. Uh, Brian says Allison Chen. Yeah, that's 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 the secret. He probably that's the reason why right there. He probably listened to my voice and was like. This guy's heavily influenced by uh, Lance Daly, Allison Chains. I love Allison Chains. We'll pick him up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what's up, Nick H? Thanks for coming in. Daniel the Bearded, thanks for coming in. And then he says, Brent Smith, shine down. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. Uh, Jared says, I think the band would fit in a best with Shine Down. I, 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 I think I so. Because they Jared. have the heavy stuff, they have the pop stuff. And I mean, if you like, with. What you're saying, I mean, leave it behind and love blind, total opposite sides of the spectrum of rock, and it's like we we love playing it both. Absolutely, for sure. Um, and then Archie says, I would love to have John Blackwell Jr. teach me for 30 minutes. So that'd be a very interesting uh uh kind of like course. Fog hat, strange hold. Uncle Ted. What's up, ABB? Thanks for coming in. So yeah. Um, so we are at the 35 minute mark that, uh, time has flown by. So, um, as a band, uh, what do you think your biggest challenge has been so far? Uh, that's all of them. <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'd say the pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. 100%. 100%. Just in that, general. That made so, I mean, so many bands were sitting there like, oh, okay, I guess we're going to wait and see what, uh, until we can play these shows. And I we mean, they, if after. Nate's still in the chat here, like this man was like in July, we did a live stream at our, our friend Casey's house in his basement and it's just an acoustic stream. And then after that, he's like, dude, we have to do live streaming. And I was like, I don't know, man, I think things are going to open back up come August, September. And then come August, August September, things were going south. And <laughs> right. he's like, he's like, dude, live streaming, listen to me. And I was like, what do we need to do, man? Tell me, we'll make it happen. And we did. And it's like that. Ch- how we consider ourselves a hybrid band. Because down the line, maybe three-ish years from now, we're going to be like fully live streaming every single show that we play, like actual show. Okay. So people on Twitch across the world, like across the country, if they're not unable to make the show and stuff, it's going for what we consider ourselves hybrid now. And I think that's the best thing because we love being on Twitch and being able to like literally have conversations with our fan base all the time. It's, it is it's, really nice. It's amazing. It's more than just a fan base at that point. That's what it makes it a family and a community. And yeah. that's what we want. And, and the reach is even further. 
you know, oh, compared yeah. to, you know, say 10, 12 years ago when it was CDs and, and different things like that. And, and if you weren't on a big record label, you weren't really being put out everywhere. Um, right. So now, uh, you know, the pros and cons to the, the online streaming and stuff like that, um, you know, as far as record sales and, and things like that, which you guys are well aware of being in the band. But um, I mean, you guys can reach Australia, Lake Cara, and you guys can reach, you know, I mean, you have a worldwide reach now versus, you know, a, a region or even a nation. So, right. um, you know, so pros and cons again, you know, with, with everything, but um, I think that's helped a lot of bands explode. Um, you know, now we have some English bands in America that are exploding over here and, you know, so yeah. vice, vice versa. So uh, another question, do you find that a band, do you find that as a band now you have to play toward a mainstream sound or have you stayed true to your band roots? See, that is a very good question. And I'm happy he kind of asked that because yeah. when we start releasing these newer songs that are coming out uh, off our upcoming EP down the line, like next year and a half ish uh, of, of music releases that we have already planned, um, people are, especially up in, in New England, New England's known for metalcore and metal like based. And it's like, it's so hard to be a rock band where we're, we're from. And it just being in, in the scene, have being forced to play heavier music, it, it, it's discouraging to us. But, you know, being able to break through with our sound now and people are paying attention, it's, it's nice. But, you know, come these newer songs, people are going to think we sold out when really we haven't because our music, like every song that we write is us. We're like, hey, man. Let's like write a ballad. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's see what we can do. Hey, let's write like a ripping, awesome riff that's gonna get everybody jumping kind of song and an energetic song. All right, yeah, let's do it. That's what we love about being classifying ourselves as modern rock because we can go as light as we want, ballad to the point where we just have like war drums going on and he's sitting there just like boom, boom kind of thing. Or we have, um, and he can play piano as well. So it's like he's on the piano for those acoustic songs. But then. Um, the the other side of that like playing a song like leave it behind and just like slamming that as close yeah. metal as you could possibly get a rock song to um we we, we stay we'd like to stay true to that we don't really take any outside influence from everything i mean no. potentially one day we might have a borderline country song and we'll just kind of be fine with that but yeah like, see, there, like see this country song or or even like uh um avenge sevenfold they had that dear dear god song and you had like that oh, tiny guitar on it. And it's like that. they didn't, they pushed the limits on that. And that's, I, I right. love that song. Right. So it's like not holding yourselves to that and staying true to what you want to do and making it the best that you can do. It's not easy, but that's the best way. Exactly. Right. It makes it way easier. Do what, yeah, we're not do what you for a mainstream want. sound. Right. We're, we're, we're ready for us. Awesome. So, what's the best thing about live performances? Ooh. What do you think? Uh, probably just the energy feedback from the crowd if there is if there is any um yeah from my perspective just like seeing them do their thing seeing him do all his twisties and spinnies and <laughs> headbang it's just the energy it's so cool to see how the song affects each individual person and uh sometimes it sucks because people don't like it but i don't focus on that i focus on the people jamming out and just feed off their energy and you can't get that really with anything else i mean the twitch streams it's it's, it's still a little bit of energy, but it's it's weird. You're performing to a giant like screen. It's right. it's different. It's different. So live wise, I think the energy is what separates it. And 
I don't think if you're able to perform to a camera like that and you can play as hard as we do to a camera, oh, if you step so on stage, it's yeah. just like you're it's like gasoline on the fire at that point because people are just like cheering. And I mean you you see it. You see the difference in the crowd too. You'd be like like we'll play Love Bond and you got people dancing and stuff and then you got other people just kind of standing there and then you play oh, Leave Behind and then people are like the people who are standing there are like yeah and then the other people are like backing off a little bit so they don't right. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> so like wait, told two to, like two different yeah. bands what happened? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love being able to toss out both sides of that energy and it just cool. make that live stream uh oh, I mean not live stream, but the uh the, the live performance a memorable thing that's that's our thing it's like you people pay their hard-earned money to come see us we want to give them the best show every single possible time and, and make it memorable uh, another question how does your sound live differ from the studio do you find yourself winging it i'm, I'm assuming like in the studio just kind of going not full you know not hardcore like you would at a show yeah. uh, um, so that's actually a good question because um, if you come see a young on the show, it will what you're hearing will sound exactly like what's on the record. Um, we play with um, we have our samples and stuff that we use that we create in the studio. We have that playing at the back tracks. We got our guitar tracks going as well uh, as our guitars playing, you know, leads and, and rhythms in certain parts when he's not singing and stuff. And um, we we cover that 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 basis where you know it nothing's going to feel empty you, you you have that full album experience but in a, in a live sense with the engagement from us so but in in the studio it is very different i mean we've been going into the studio differently too now mm -hmm. i mean we we uh we're working on some other stuff that's going to come out in a little in, in, in like a potentially two years um oh. now but um and it's we're writing in studio together with our producer and it's been totally different oh, than really writing cool. a song here in our own space bringing, okay. bringing the pieces yeah so it's like it we're, it's we're just testing the limits and seeing what we can possibly do and in, in, in any kind of environment mm -hmm. um but it, it is it is very different uh performing live than uh uh in the studio, a studio uh, i i think personally drum wise i put the same like effort and energy into it but versus focusing on like being entertaining with my movements i focus way more on like getting the hits right because um, i use i always play to a click so in the studio at least if i'm dead on the grid it means less work for the producer and for me so makes us both happy so i focus a lot on you know getting my stuff really tight to the grid and um getting all that down more so than jamming out, but yeah, he's actually saying lots of bands have different sounds when live compared to studio. Yeah, no, yeah, but... no, that's definitely it's hard. Yeah, like I mean, when you go to a Shinedown show, they have the same thing. They'll have all their samples and stuff running through that they recorded and put on the record, like piano and stuff, uh, all behind them, and um, that's something that really inspires us because we like to have that full feeling. Like we want to sound like a stadium band. I mean, we got an all digital rig. We don't show up with cabs anywhere. Um, we are very modernized in, in that sense and like we got a program light show and stuff that comes with our sets and stuff too and each song has its own specifically like mapped out uh light show and stuff so it's 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 a very it's like listening to the album you're like oh nice and then you see it and it's in a visual presentation and it, it's 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 really cool mm -hmm. all right folks we are at 45 minutes so we're going to wrap it up here shortly 
Um, I know they are extremely busy preparing for the tour coming up. Um, so we'll take a couple more questions. If you have any, put it in the chat uh, and then we'll uh, say our final departures and we will go from there. So Archie has a question. Do you prefer to record live as a whole band jam out or do you go bit by bit, layer by layer? Um, so how we usually do it in the studio. Um, so we, we usually end up staying at the recording studio. He has like this whole thing where we can stay and it's really cool. So we'll stay for like three days, four days. And, um, we'll kind of, the first day we'll just talk, plan out how it's going to go really and hang out, get food. And then the next morning, bright and early, what, like six, seven, a.m. They, they shake me out of freaking bed. All right, I'll just track the drums. I'm, I'm the first to track, which I like because then the rest of the time I can just hang out, right. <laughs> watch and judge them. And um, so I'll track for however long it takes. And once the drums are done, um, usually guitars. Yeah, so we do layer by layer um, rather buttons. than sitting in a room doing it all together because that would cost thousands of dollars. Um, just from needing a treated space and all that stuff like that. Um, we do do the bit by bit, but I mean, when we're writing, like if we're writing a song together at our, at our own space before we'll we go all. in the studio, Oh yeah. It's all together. Like Brandon will be plugged in playing guitar. He'll be behind the kit. I'll be sitting there kind of thinking of stuff. Um, and, and, and certain things like, so you guys were jamming one time and, and, uh, I was like, Oh man, that, that's a really cool. Like I get like a weird feeling from this and spoiler alert. Um, I had this feeling called, um, I was like, oh, this is like is it gives me an eerie vibe of like cabin fever. And you guys are like, dude, I love that name. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll write a song about it. And that's the that's the song that's going to be coming out in May, um, right before we play Welcome to Rockville. So okay, sweet uh, for everybody here. You're getting a little uh, behind the scenes kind of stuff of what's coming. And uh, if Nate's still in this chat, he also shot the music video for it. Oh, it's he did a great job. By far our best music He's video awesome. to date. Okay, uh, sweet. It's, it's going to be great. So talented. Awesome. So um, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, it's uh, I know you're extremely busy and I hate taking time away from you, but at the same time, I like bringing you on the show. Um, so we will see you um, at Rockville. We will not see you in Tampa for the Escape the Fate. But um, so where can uh, the listeners find you at your IG handles, um, Twitch? Yeah, um, pretty much everything's at Young Other. Um, okay. And then same thing on Spotify, just searching Young Other on Apple Music as well, uh, YouTube, at Young Other, and uh, you'll be able to find us, Facebook and stuff. We also have a Facebook uh, group on on Facebook as well called the OFAM group, um, and uh, it's been quickly growing. It's only been up for like a month, and we almost have 500 members. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. And we also have a Twitter. We don't use it, but we're going to start using it very soon. Yeah. But it is there. It exists. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. I have a Twitter and I'm like, I don't know how to use this, so I don't it's even touch so it. So. <laughs> Bring me back to my space. I know. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> and AOL messaging, please. Right. <laughs> All right. So uh, thanks again for coming on and uh, we will see you here soon. If not, we will see you in May at Rockville and uh, heck, maybe we can do a uh, interview after you guys rock it out and you're all sweaty and uh, ready to get something to drink uh in the meantime folks go check them out young other they gave you their tags where you can check them out and i would highly recommend it and we will see you next time on the sloppy syndicate show thank you guys awesome. so much Thanks for having, having us, us and uh we'll, we'll see you at rockville we'll see you guys later